0: Via and welcome to another episode of Spirit of Avalor with your host Lauren and Becca and today we have a special interview for you guys it's not anyone in the career um sadly but it is someone however that is awesome and has the best job in the world yes. at least in education and I pray I'm pronouncing this name right the last name is what I'm afraid I'm not the first one I think it's Cody Havard or Havard he is an honest to goodness disney professor at a college yes and he'll tell you more about that in the interview but it is the most oh my gosh the job is amazing and i would love to take the course me too me too yes so oh yeah so we first heard about him on our friend Kimberly Bouchard's podcast, Positively Disney. Shout out to her. Yeah. And that's where we first heard his story, which you'll hear during our interview, and we knew we had to talk with him. Yeah. So I reached out to him, and he was excited to do it.
1: Yes, he was. And it was an amazing interview.
0: Oh, Yeah so before we get into that we do have some news um our girl is coming back march 6th yep and it's um the episode's called shooting stars it's a standalone but i (laughs) i have high hopes for this one no pun intended yes um because it doesn't look like a usual light well Unwanted filler. Right. It actually is going to have heart and it's going to be awesome and probably make oh, us yeah. cry somewhere in Oh, yeah. And um, the summary is that Elena and Isabel must work together to repair a telescope so Abuelo can see a comet that only comes once every well. Probably thousand years or so. Probably got that number wrong, but it ain't to come around every week. So. Oh. <laughs> and I think we are going to be laughing at our girl because <laughs> <laughs> because she's going to be getting the
1: names of Issa's tools all
0: wrong. Yep, we're going to we're going to see a little bit more of her, well. <laughs> Illiterate, well, her illiterate, when it, let's see, when it comes to, um, well, science and tools in general, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, she watched the stars with with their mama, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying she wouldn't be in astronomy, but at the same time, fixing stuff was never really her forte. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not being mean. I love her. I just, everyone, you know, I love her because she has flaws, and that's not only reason, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's one of the many reasons that we love her. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. But, yeah, but I feel like I'm going to be a lot of gentle and teasing and laughing in this one just because. <laughs> he yeah. said going to have to break down a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. But, but I love just the familia aspect of it and just the fact that. You know, they're doing this for him and, you know, it's just, it's going to be awesome. It is. It's going to be so awesome. So, oh my gosh, I am so excited. Me too. And the fact that we don't really have long to wait, I mean. I know. Just, you know, two weeks from tomorrow. Yep. Mm -hmm. So. And then I don't know what's going on for April. I mean, if we get a hiatus, we get a hiatus. Not, nah, we know it's coming back in May anyway. Yeah, yeah. For the Didas Madres episode, so. Yes. Which I am so excited about. Me too. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, if we get a hiatus in April, it'll be fine because then we can concentrate well, Others, like, other stuff, I guess, or... Are... Yeah. i not saying we're not going to miss her, but... Yeah. And then, um, I want to give a shout-out. I'm not sure who created this show, so please forgive me, all you guys out there on Mirror World Detective, because I'm not familiar with any of you. Um, Although something is nagging me, telling me I should be familiar with at least one of you, because I think somebody from Elena is working on that now. If i totally right and I can't think of it right now. I'm so sorry for whoever that is. You're amazing. Great writer. Um, but Mirror of Real Detective is premiering, I want to say March 20th. Yeah. And it is on the lines of Sophia as far as for younger kids, but I still want to take a look because it's not so young that it's like Puppy Dog Pals or even Mickey Mouse Club kind of stuff it's right it's a little at least it has gonna have heart at least and good music probably so that's one thing going two things going for it so and i mean obviously the writing you know even though it's for it's still gonna be good writing i mean and the fact they got a whole almost a whole well indian uh, cast people from india sorry she's so horrible down the wrong things tonight my point is the fact they got a, a lot of people from and around there is amazing
1: yeah yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I
0: definitely want to watch that with you and. Yeah, we can watch it premiere. See what it's about and. Yeah, I mean, a soundtrack is coming out the same day it premieres. Why? Th- and I like, I'm gonna preview it, but I still want one more for our girl. And I'm still mad that Disney.
1: I know. I'm mad. Is
0: to treating her so badly and not even giving us a a final soundtrack.
1: I know. I know, we haven't had one since twenty
0: seventeen. Well we haven't had songs since December of twenty
1: eighteen.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So Um I'm sorry, December of 2017. Jeez, what am I talking yeah. about? Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, so So it's been It's been a minute. Yeah, and then we also um, interviewed Isaac Carlson, who is a host of lots of videos on YouTube, and he has an awesome podcast of his own yes. called Following Dreams, and he's just was so much fun to talk to. We're going to get that one up as well. Yep. So, that's pretty much all the stuff for now coming your way, and we will be doing more episode reviews. Um and hopefully interviewing Craig again in a couple months so and we know Rob Pratt I almost said Rob Paulson we're trying to get him but that's not who I meant (laughs) but now that I said Rob Paulson I do want to plug his book his amazing inspirational not afraid to go there and just all-around incredible book voice lessons what a few Animaniacs tangent, Ninja Turtles and um I'm blanking on the rest of it, um, taught me about life, but I love it, I ha- I am obviously reading it, go out, buy it, um, borrow it from the library, whatever you, you know, download it, please show him support, he's an amazing person, and his journey is just incredible, so, yeah. And, um, if I didn't say it, the, the actual title is voice lessons, colon, and then about Ninja Turtles and all that w- you know, within it, but yeah, but yeah, so just look it up and get it cause it is amazing. Oh yeah. I want to read it at some point. Uh, yeah, you're not ready yet. Um, not like that. I just mean, it's really heavily medical based. It's like. Obviously, because of what happened. And I'm not yeah. going to say that on the air, but... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, um,
0: I'll, you know, I'll I'll read it. Yeah, no, you'll With be... That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you will enjoy it. Like, trust me, I want to get the audio version and finish it out that way because he does all the voices. He reads it.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: So. But... Without further ado, we hope you enjoyed this interview with Cody Havard, and have a good week. And we will see you guys later. Adiós. Adiós. Good.
2: Thanks for having me
0: on, you two. Oh yeah, no problem. Look, when we first heard your when we heard your interview with Kimberly, I was like, I have to ask him.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fun and it's fun to. I, I I went and looked at some of what you two do. Um, it's fun to see the uh, just the varying types of uh, um, podcasts and everything that are out there. That this is this is one that now I'll I'll share with I'll be able to talk about in class. I'll share with students that because um, I know some of the students uh, are interested in some of the things like on Disney Channel and not in the you know, not necessarily in the movie theaters and everything. So, yeah,
0: but I mean, we like both. So, I mean, yeah, as you heard, so exactly. it's not only one over the other. Yeah. But so bienvenida, welcome. And thank you very much. Don't worry. We'll mostly use in English. I won't torture you with Spanish cause I don't know if you, <laughs> but, um, so we'd like to start off interviews, interviews by just getting to know you as Much as you're comfortable sharing, you know, all that good stuff, details, not, you know, it's up to you. So, how did you grow up? Like, were you always a Disney kid? Did you, just for people who may not have heard Kimberly's podcast, you know, what was it like?
2: Yeah, so I, um, when we, uh, you know, I imagine I, looking back, I've always liked Disney. Uh, We always watched the movies. Um, I grew up, or I guess I was um, at the movie theater-going age during the what people refer to kind of as the Renaissance. Oh, yeah. Or, oh,
0: yeah, yes.
2: You know, when there's, uh, there's a documentary about waking, sleeping beauty. That, um, right. Like, I so I grew up with uh, watching Lion King and Little Mermaid and um, Aladdin. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, all of the... So um, did we. All <laughs> like of that. those you know, theater or all those movies. And so right. um, I always liked it. And I think my first time going to the parks was in 1987 um, when I was a kid. And that was um, obviously at that time, it was Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. Obviously at mm-hmm. that time it was Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Right. Uh I believe it was still called Epcot Center then. Mm-hmm. And um, so I have pictures of myself. Um, and my sister, with uh, Figment. Oh, um, cool! The, the Dreamliner. No,
3: awesome.
2: Yeah, and they, that Figment became kind of my favorite, I guess Parks character, if you will. He never, you know, he's he's never appeared in yeah. um, movies. He's he's been in a few short kind of TV broadcasts that mm. were uh, they, they did educational broadcasting or educational things with him. Uh, for a little bit but um, I so I remember Helm and I remember you know the 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 song two tiny wings and um, the whenever uh, so in in the early 90s we we went back as a family um, all of like my extended family my grandmother and I have six cousins that we all met And so our families went. And then after that, I I think I went back maybe once or twice. Um, Typically, when we would go back to Orlando, it was for something quick. And um, maybe we would go to Universal Studios or something like that. Mm. To this day, my mom still says that, you know, when I reached a certain age, I wanted to go to Universal more than Disney. And I'm I'm not sure that's... (laughs) I'm not sure that that's the case. It was just kind of, that's where we went, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I actually did not return to Disney, uh, Disney World until I believe 2012. So I didn't go to the parks for a very long time. And it wasn't, I never, uh, like I said, I I, I don't think I outgrew going to the parks or went through a period of time where I didn't want to go to the parks. I think it was just, You know, that's what happens in life, which you're doing other stuff. And that's when I was um, in college and undergrad and uh, went on to get my master's. And then I was living in Colorado for three years, getting my doctorate. And so you just, you know, other things are happening, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And in 2012, I actually, I was, it was my second year here at the University of Memphis. And I um, had a conference there. Um, it was a, a marketing conference that I teach in our I teach our sport marketing classes here, at the know, right. and so we went to a conference with um, and my girlfriend at the time. She's not my wife went with me and the conference had discounted tickets to Disney um, during the conference. And so I bought a, a two day pass with the, the pass or the park hopper option. For the two of us um, because at the time my, my girlfriend had not been
3: mm-hmm. and
2: so i remember thinking all right what does she need to see um she obviously has to see the magic kingdom because that's what everyone knows about mm-hmm. disney and it yeah. is just magnificent seeing uh walking in and seeing main street and then seeing cinderella's castle and all that and then i had never been to the animal kingdom because mm-hmm. i hadn't been since early 90s at least and Um, But I really, I always really liked um, Hollywood Studios and Epcot's always a a park that whenever I go, I think, man, I like this park so much more than I I originally thought that I did. And plus, that's, you know, that's where Figment is and everything. So we go and um, we're there at the end of October 2012. And um, we have two days that we're going to go to the parks. And so I I have it planned out. You know, we're going to go to Magic Kingdom. And then we're going to take the monorail to Epcot. And then the next day, we're going to see if we can do um, Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. And we get there, and I didn't know about, you know, the crowd calendars at that time. And we walked on to the first four or five rides. And it was just, I thought, man, we've struck gold that we're here during this time where we're able to do so much. So in that those two days, we actually made it to all four parks and got to do wow pretty much anything we wanted to um and you know since then um we went back and to disney world in 2016 uh when my oldest son was two and um we were pregnant with our youngest son and then we just went back um i took i've i've been another time on a conference that I was attending. And then we went uh, this past September and that was my youngest son's first time to go. And our oldest son actually turned five years old in the magic kingdom. So that was a pretty neat, uh, day present for, Uh for him. So I, I, I feel like I've always been a fan, but the last, you know, six or seven years is kind of when I've, just realized how big a fan I am or, um, you know, been through the university and through the teaching the class and everything, really been able to kind of expand what I know about the parts, what I know about the company. Um, and then kind of, along with that, express how much of a fan I am of the company and, um, you know, their acquisitions and their parks and things like that.
0: Oh, yeah. So how did this class come about? Did you have to jump through hoops? Like, what did you have to do to be able to do this awesome opportunity that we want to take so badly? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so we, we um, at the University of Memphis, we offer, we through our Honors College, we offer forum classes. And they're one-hour classes where people meet one day a week with a professor to talk about different subjects. <laughs> and um, the purpose of these classes is one to bring people together most of the people in the classes are freshmen um, or early in their university careers so they're in their general education classes um, but they're in these so they're in these large classes so the first purpose is put them in a class of about 15 people Um, and then they're also in a class with people of different majors. So you might have a person who's going to go into accounting sitting next to a person who's going to go into music education, Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're going to go into physical education. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really neat way for them to get to know each other. And then also it allows them to see a professor in a different light. Um, Mm -hmm. And the professors can kind of share their passion for different subjects. And then also talk about, our experiences when we were in college and everything. And mm-hmm. so I initially um, started teaching a class on rivalry and sport because that's I research uh, group behavior and research it in the sports setting and outside of the sports setting, um, anywhere where groups kind of exist. That's where my research is led. So we, we've done stuff on Disney and DC Marvel and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it was, let's see, two, 2017, um, We are, I, I was over at a colleague's house and we're watching um, a college football game. Uh, I think our, our football team was playing in the conference championship game. And so we're all over there watching and one of my colleagues says, you know what, You you talk about Disney all the time and you're, you know, I was writing a paper on like disney comcast relationship between the two corporations and everything he said you should just you should just teach a, another forum class on disney and so i i emailed the director or the dean of a uh, honors college and said hey i'll, I'll teach a second class um, and here's what it's going to be and i said that's i just quickly came up with the title it's going to be called being a fan of disney and um so you know she emailed back and said, hey, that sounds great. Let's let's get it on the books um, for the spring semester because most of our honors classes are taught in the fall and there are still some students who need to take them in the spring. So we have, you know, four or five classes offered in the spring. So there really there really wasn't um, much of the way of any hoops or anything to, to jump through. It was I offered the class and pitched the idea and um, they said, you know, go forth with it um, and it so yeah. it, it was it's been a ton of fun since then this is my third semester to teach it and each semester we just kind of add some more content mm-hmm. to it
0: god bless you I mean that, oh, that's awesome that's, yeah that
1: is awesome I would have loved that taking that class in college
2: <laughs> yeah thank you it's it's one that whenever we're in whenever I'm in a meeting with anyone and they find out I teach a class on Disney. It's, you know, eyes kind of open wider. Or people, people say, you know, oh, that sounds, I would love to take that class. Or they tell me, hey, I just got back from Disney World two weeks ago. Or, you know, people start sharing all of these things with me. Then it's, um, it's just a lot of fun. It, you know, as the two of you know, and as most people who are fans of Disney know, it, it's hard hard to talk about disney and not smile right
1: yeah i know oh yeah
2: oh yeah it's it's really it's really cool to talk to people about it and have them kind of share their experiences with with disney and how much they would um and would have enjoyed a class like this when they were in school or how much uh, they want to sit in or listen in on the classes so much so that um we actually do tape the classes and um or put it on youtube so people can watch lectures as we move throughout the semester
0: yeah we're going to take a listen to those like a few of them and see what they're you know like what they're like yeah Um, because for us um due to our well medical ptsd i need to take the um the url and actually convert it to mp3 because i can't handle the ads like, oh, I would literally get yeah. triggered by if anything has to do with anything like that. Like, I just, you know, and Becca too, unfortunately, we've been through a lot of stuff. And that's the only reason we would do that was because we just can't handle. Cause I mean, sometimes they don't show ads like that, but you can't, yeah. you, you can never tell. It, right. And sometimes yeah. you can't yeah, get and, out of
2: them. And as, so as far as I know, there, there are not ads associated with any, with, with like my channel. Yeah. Uh, but. That's, no, know, I mean, you know, like, when you start I'm playing the it from actual my video. I don't know from, yeah. the, from like, other viewers' right. perspective. I'm posting yeah. all of these things, you know? Like,
0: when I said, yeah. oh, like, we're going to try it, and if there's nothing, like, if we, you know, if nothing gets interrupted, then obviously we'll watch it on there. But if something, you know, we're going to have to Well, I some. actually, I actually did watch one of them, and there weren't any ads. Oh, okay, so. well, then that's good, because I haven't done it yet. That's why I wasn't sure.
2: So, but, yeah, um, and
1: it was amazing, and I, I was just listening, going, i wish
2: that i could take this <laughs> yeah thank, uh, thank you very much and you know one thing i'm always uh anytime i i, I post them i i ask people hey if there's anything that that i've said that's incorrect or I- i've missed something here or there or there's there's things that are interesting that um that i'm not covering please mm-hmm. let me know because when i the first semester i taught this class i walked into class the first day and I told the students I said hey here's you know this is this is a fan class and we're going to talk about fandom but we're going to use Disney to do it and we're going to use um we're going to talk about the movies and we're going to talk a, a little bit about the corporation we're going to talk a lot about the parks we're probably going to watch uh, we're going to watch a, you know videos of rides where people go and they shoot videos and Take videos of the rides and everything. But I said, but but what do you want to know? And it was just, I mean, almost every student in the class had, you know, I want to know about the history of the parks. I want to know about the history of the organization. I want to know about Walt Disney himself. I want to know. And one person actually said, I want to know how to open a theme park. And I said, well, that's one thing that I I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I cannot help you with, um, but it was just—it was amazing the amount of information that everyone wanted. That it, it in that first day, that first interaction with the students, it transformed from a class of art. right, we're going to come and we're going to watch videos and all this to then it was like all right, well, we are going to get into the corporation and we're going to. Mm-hmm talk about as much as as i'm able to talk about um and so over the, you know over the last three years especially i've probably li- listened to i don't know maybe 20 audio books or something um mm-hmm. i apologize for that i don't know if oh, you heard you're good. that no um, you're good um i probably listened to over 20 audio books about um, the Disney Corporation or right. about Pixar, or about awesome. Marvel, about Star, Wars, different cool. things that um, to, all to inform the class and then,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, just also help my, my own fandom grow.
0: Oh, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. And just for a disclaimer, just so you made noise, I want to mm-hmm. let you know something. If you hear any meowing, that's my cat. He likes to chime okay. in. Okay, so.
2: yeah, no worries.
0: And I named him Raja.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. So. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> but, but yeah, no. I my if I can share some um, my story, I'm not sure if you're interested or anything. But um, no. I um, and Becca too. Obviously, you, you definitely, Neil, go ahead and you know do that. But like, so I grew up with the movies, steady diet of the movies. I never do anything about the original fairy tales, and let me tell you something. I am glad because <laughs> they they're just <laughs> horrible. Terrible. I mean, I guess everything had to have an origin and everything had to come from somewhere, but it just was like, really, I prefer the Disney stuff. <laughs> like, so, you know, I grew up on that. I grew up on a say died of Winnie the Pooh. I mean, I love the blustery okay. day. Oh my gosh, I don't care. It's just adorable. And it's just, that's just my go-to for him. Besides the new adventures in Winnie the Pooh. I'm like, did you watch that? When you were, yeah. a kid? the new adventures in Winnie the so- Pooh that was on...
2: I I really didn't watch Winnie the Pooh much. I don't know. for. No, you're good. I don't know. Well, because I've thought about it since. And I don't know why we didn't really Mm -hmm. watch much Winnie the Pooh. uh, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, at at that age, when I was watching a bunch of Disney stuff, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the age when, you know, like Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin and his imaginary friends would have, like, made a lot of sense and kind of been oh, good but i don't i don't really know why we never watched it that no much.
0: i was just curious no because i loved yeah. it i mean i i love the new adventures of wayne the pooh more so than i did the class i mean i watched the classic ones but once the new adventures of Winnie the pooh came out i was like okay that's what i like this this is more of what i like from him and you know i loved christopher robin the movie that that was beautiful and i just i loved it i i enjoyed it so much it was just amazing.
2: Um, the, I mean, yeah. the one that
0: came out in 2018, I mean, the...
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 I, we, we did go see that, and I really enjoyed that. The, oh, yeah. Kind of the, a different telling mm-hmm. of it, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, so I grew up on all, you know, on all that. Christopher Robin excluded, obviously, at that point. But, um, and then when I got to be about, like, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, something around there, more or less closer to being 13 um i started getting judged for it and mm-hmm. um it wasn't by kids um it was actually by my own parents mostly mm-hmm. my dad and he's a great guy so i just want to say that right here and you know i mean we all have stuff but he you know and he's made me feel so bad for still loving it and saying, you're not going to have friends in school. You're not, you know, this is has to stop. You have to grow up. And I'm thinking, Walt never intended his characters to be loved until a certain age and then dropped. I don't, at least I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I mean, I never stopped. I never let, I mean, his words hurt, but I never let it stop me. And, you know, I mean, even So like now, like it's still kind of going on, but I kind of ignore it now because I figure, Hey, there's nothing wrong with me. And, but so for that amount of time, you know, I still loved and I still watched, you know, things or whatever, but it's just, I kind of kept it to myself until I was about 18, 19. it took an extra year to finish high school just because of some of the accommodations, you know, and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until My junior year that I got introduced to Disney Club and which um, was, you know, you went to a classroom and it was every Thursday you got to do like, you know, an hour of whatever you wanted to do. And this teacher would show Disney movies. Now we did that. We did them in two parts because obviously they were, you know, long and and we would have discussions, you know, about them. And these are actually deep discussions. Like, yeah, some people were being silly, which was fine. But I mean, most people really wanted to talk about the deeper meanings of these stories and identify and associate them with their own lives. And that's when I realized, okay, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not, you know, I don't need to stop loving this. You know, it's other people that need to accept it and are just, you know, not, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I was not doing anything wrong. And so, which brings me to my next question. Have you ever read life animated? I'm sorry have you read life animated i haven't it is amazing oh
2: i'm i'm writing it down though it, i would
0: do it. say get the audiobook because owen's father ron reads it and to listen to him tell his son's story is more powerful than reading it in print or even reading it through kindle because you're not going to get the same emotion
2: through yeah well I, I, pre- I listen to most things with audio books. So yeah, definitely.
0: It's about definitely, um, right now and now. his son when he was about two and a half. I'm just going to give you the skinning of this. I mean, you know, that he stopped talking and they thought, you know, they weren't sure what was going on. They thought that maybe he had, you know, drank and something he wasn't supposed to, or not like that, but, you know, like got into something or, you know, yeah. something was wrong. So they took him to, you know, doctors and stuff. And then they heard the word autism. And obviously back in the nineties, we didn't know much about it. Like we do now, you know, it was still not new, but you know, a lot of people weren't talking about it. It was one of these things that you just don't talk about or didn't talk about. So he didn't talk for a couple years after that. Mm -hmm. And then they found out that Disney movies was the way he was trying to get back to them. Like he was trying, he was using Disney movies to teach himself how to read. He was using them to teach himself how to learn how to talk again. He was and even more than that, he was using them to actually try to make sense of the world Mm -hmm. and it was just it was amazing.
2: Yeah, that sounds that sounds fantastic. That sounds like a very interesting book. Thank you for that.
0: Oh, yeah, I've read it six, seven times and it's just and I've actually um, communicated with Ron. He's a very, very nice guy, very, you know, very awesome person. And we're, we're actually trying to get him on the podcast because he is just yeah. his Owen story is just amazing. Even Owen himself is amazing. Like he, there's a lot of people think they know autism. A lot of people think they that autism, people don't care. They don't. And yes, he has some problems. You know, not like that. But you know, I mean, like some difficulties. Like every person with that does. But everyone's different. And he is very social. He loves being in the limelight. You know, it's not like what you would yeah. think. You know, I mean, he has his moments like everyone, you know, everyone does, but he's very engaging, you know, a really awesome person.
2: Yeah, that's really cool. And he's,
0: go ahead.
2: Yeah, you know, I, like you, you talking about this and you talking about your experience, uh, that kind of, what we try to talk about.
3: Is, and
2: I talk about this in, in my marketing classes and every other class that I teach, like when I talk about international sport, when I talk mm-hmm. about rivalry and group behavior, we yeah. always talk about you the power of having fun mm-hmm. um, and you find something that you're passionate about
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you try to incorporate that into something you do every day. Right. So if yeah. if it's music um incorporate music into your daily routine. If it if you know people have what they refer to as dream jobs mm-hmm. that you you know you've heard the old cachet, you never feel like you work a day in your life for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah. if you're not in one of those situations, if you're in a situation where maybe you you don't particularly enjoy what you're mm-hmm. doing, you you find something to to make it fun or something that is is going to help you have Mm -hmm. at least a little bit of fun because you it helps you um enjoy things more and ultimately like when i talk to the students we're we're talking Mm -hmm. about look if you're enjoying things then ultimately you're doing a better job Mm -hmm. and you are that comes across in your effort that comes across in the the products that you put out Mm -hmm. and so you know that's that's one thing that we talk about in this class as well is uh, we kind of end the semesters saying, you know, okay, so, so we've talked about all of this and you've told, we've discussed what you like about Disney and Mm -hmm. what, like the things that you want to hold on to and what Disney means to you. And Mm -hmm. so now take that and put it into another part of your life where you can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if you, if you're not as big a fan of Disney as something else, take, take whatever you are a fan of that makes you happy mm-hmm. and incorporate it into other things because ultimately it's just gonna help you out and it's gonna help everyone around you out as well. Um, so uh, yeah, th- thanks, for, thanks for that book and thanks for telling me um, your background. Oh yeah, I
0: know. I mean, I like I said. I mean, Ariel was my favorite princess. Then Jasmine came along, and I got pushed to the second. You know, because Jasmine was amazing. I she's just, and then obviously you heard who we've who you know now Elena is like front front center here.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, for very personal reasons and very you know all the very good reasons you know and I'm not gonna go into how badly Disney is treating her because we could talk for five hours. But Becca, did you want to tell him? Or I'm sorry, I mean, tell Cody your, yours, and you can mention yeah. anything, you have to, I'm good, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, my story, you know, I mean, I, I grew up with Disney, um, my two favorite movies, you know, of the Renaissance were Beauty and the Beast and, and The Little Mermaid, and, um, you know, and then, you know, college happened, and, you know, and, um, and it, and then, Frozen happened, and I'm a huge, huge fan of the game of Val. And um, so that's why I originally went to see Frozen, but then I ended up loving it, and that kind of, you know, reintroduced me to Disney, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I just realized that I just loved it so much. and um, And then Princess Elena came along, and she's she's amazing and she deserves her own full-length theatrical movie yes she does she is um and then um another favorite princess of mine who is unfortunately not very well known uh her name is princess cassandra and she is in one of the episodes of Sophia the First and she is okay. Disney's first blind princess.
2: Okay. Um
1: and she's she's amazing and um the creative team did such an amazing job uh, with her and um and so she's like my third favorite princess. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's
2: but, awesome
1: uh, yeah um and then you were talking about the parks i actually recently went i went last year uh last year around this time actually um but it was the first time that i had it was my second time going to the parks and then the first time i was like maybe eight yeah. and i didn't really remember it like i really didn't I just remembered, like, it, you know, I'm very, very light-sensitive, and I have been for my entire life. Um, so I just remember, like, you know, just the sun being really bright and it being really crowded, just really loud. And, yeah. You
2: know?
1: um, and, you know, um, and now I'm even more light-sensitive than I was then. Uh, but, you know, but I had so much fun. I went to Magic Kingdom and uh and people at the parks they are really good about helping people with disabilities yes um i would go on a ride you know how a lot of the rides they have moving floors yes well um every time i would step up to one the floor would stop moving I didn't have to mm-hmm. say anything. They they just automatically stopped stopped it for me, and they were just really great about you know helping me on the ride. I mean, I was with you know I was with family, so they were helping me too. But uh, you know, um, the one thing that I did not do that I wish that I had is get audio description. That still baffles
0: uh, me, Miel. You should have done it.
1: Um. That is, do you know what that is?
2: I, I, so I've, I've heard of it. Um, it's but no, I mean, tell for more like, about it, please.
1: For like movies or TV shows, it describes the action. Um, what basically what's happening on screen when there's no dialogue. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, so it'll describe like what someone's wearing, what someone's doing, their facial expressions. Um, but for the parks, yes, it will describe like the rides and stuff. But it will also tell you where you are. Yeah. So it's like describing what's around you. So, so like it's basically kind of like a navigational system of the <laughs> of the parks. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I unfortunately did not get to get to experience that. But when I go back, which I'm hoping to in the next couple of years. Uh I'm definitely going to uh experience the parks that way, but I had so much fun and i i mean I have to be you know because of my eye conditions um I have r o p which is which um happens to babies when they are born too early okay um and so i can't i'm not allowed to go on any like roller coasters mm-hmm. uh so I had to be very like you know I had to choose wisely what I went on.
0: Never go Peter Pan again ever. I'm am so, still ticked off of that.
1: Yeah, I I got nauseous on Peter Pan. Mm, yeah. Um but yeah, so roller coasters are are not not good. No, Mickey uh, and
0: Minnie runway for, railway for us. No, no. Although no. it does sound amazing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that is that is supposed to be a that is supposed to be a very um, it just incredible experience. I've heard that yeah. the, the way that they're they're doing that and the way they've designed it.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, oh, but, sorry. Go ahead. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to go on anything that like has a huge drop or is really like jerky because yeah. um, it could um, it could really damage. Um, the one
0: eye that I have left. So, uh, yeah, I have the same thing. So you just got to be careful because that could detach our retinas and stuff. And that's, we've, that will, we've been through a lot of that. So, yeah, but, um, um, so that's, that's my
1: Disney story.
2: Yeah, that's, that's really cool. Thank you. Um, I, it, it reminds me last year, um, we were talking about, um, one of the papers that students have to do is basically what does disney mean to you Mm -hmm. and so the the students kind of identify all the ways that they've been exposed to disney or the things they know about disney and then they have to kind of say what is your your favorite thing or you think is most um like you're most attached to Mm -hmm. yeah and so in class we taught and then the, they end the paper by talking about what do they think Disney means to them and then what do they think Disney means to kind of the broader society. Mm-hmm. And um, So we were talking about it in class one day and someone said Tiana was their favorite princess. Wow, and awesome. um, then another, another student in class said, oh, I have a story about that. And she, she talked about how she used to babysit two girls um one caucasian one african american and she said you know when these two girls would play um the, the caucasian girl was always the princess and the like her friend was always to kind of like helping her and just kind of a support friend and everything there when they would play and then when the the movie princess and the frog came out then the 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 african american girl saw that hey this is like I can now there's someone who looks like me who's a princess and she talked about how incredible that was for that um for Mm -hmm. that girl um the little girl that she babysat and i mean it's just a great story yeah Uh, and so we all you know we have people have connections to different characters or different rides or different experiences that Mm -hmm. uh, you know for for reasons that are very important and personal to us, oh, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, like I saw Mary Poppins Returns in the theater like eight times because it just something about it just kept drawing me back and I just refused, refused to listen to people who were saying it was horrible. I'm like, no, this is the movie we need in this time because oh, yeah. it was oh, just yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, and it was we we actually um, I, I saw it when it was in the theaters. My boys saw it on video we have mm-hmm. watched it many many times um uh, know most of the songs um because we listen to it yeah. pretty regularly uh we yeah. listen to the soundtrack they they even know like the, the fast we call it the fast part the rap
3: the, yes yeah the, the rap part of the book.
2: uh from yes. lim manuel miranda yes. and yes. um so you know they're they're really really into it so i agree that that movie was amazing and it's um i know a lot of people may not um necessarily agree Mm -hmm. but to me i'm not saying it was better than the first one but i having read about the time Mm -hmm. the first movie was being made at the company that people just kind of write about and discuss that time period being like this time period of just overwhelming joy and obviously you know There are always things that happen. But uh, just kind of looking back how happy people were and how happy um, Walt Disney was during that time. And um, so one thing that really resonated with me was listening to all listening to people who had seen the original Mary Poppins in the theaters and saying, you know, this this was such an amazing movie. And it Mm -hmm. really impacted me and changed the way I look at a lot of things. That's what Mary Poppins Returns was to me because I thought, hey, this is this is this incredible experience that um, like I I am alive when a new Mary Poppins movie is coming out. And I've I've heard so many people talk about how great and powerful the first movie is. Like, I'm lucky that this is coming out when especially when I'm old enough to share it with, you know, my family and share it with my boys and everything. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I first saw, before I continue, meal, can I tell this story? Is it okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, because I know I may have messed up before, but are you okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. No. All right. So, the first time I saw Mary Poppins, um, it was not in theaters, obviously. It was, you know, it was on video by that time, whatever. And this is back, I want to say, around 1998. And or and I'm sorry, nine, no, 96, jeez, I'm so sorry, 96, and um, like I said, Beck and I had been through a lot of medical stuff, and I had just come home from having something done and all that, and then I re- then we thought it was going to be okay, and then it turned out it wasn't, I had to go back and get it done over again, and it was just, my summer was shot. So,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and there was a trip that we were going to take that we couldn't do because of, because of that, so obviously I was upset about that, because what... 12-year-old does not want to go to, like, the, um, we were going to go to, um, to Maryland, to the, just, like, to the boardwalk and stuff, but obviously we couldn't do that until everything was straightened out, but anyway, so Uh I went to go stay with my aunt for, you know, a few weeks and, and all that, and she has a son, so she didn't have Ariel, she didn't have Aladdin, she didn't have, she had some movies, but they weren't, like, what I was used to, she had hundred animations, which I really did like, but she wanted to show me something that I had never seen. So up until that point I had not seen Mary Poppins. So she's like, okay, why don't we why don't we watch this? So, you know, I and from the first time like I heard the introduction, like, you know, like the, the overture, I guess you call, like I was. Yeah. Like I was like, the medicine was wearing off, like I was more awake at that point. So I was like, okay, this is cool. How could I not have missed this? and yes i fell asleep during stay awake (laughs) like everyone else in the whole time probably because it you know it was because everything but still and i remember just waking up in time and i've seen it obviously all the way through since then geez (laughs) you know i have like countless times but i just remember just being comforted by the music and just taken in by the story and just really just loving it for everything it was, even though I couldn't see what was going on, on the screen. It didn't matter because the story was able to reach me in a non-visual way until I was actually, you know, able to actually see it. But it I remember just laying there and crying during Feed the Birds because I understood exactly what she was saying. Yeah, I was 12, but I wasn't. So, you know, like I, I totally understood what she was saying and... That is like my, that's my favorite song from the original movie because I love the meaning behind it. And I know that Walt loved it. Like that was, yeah. my, that was his favorite song. And I'm sorry, I'm going to get tripped up here in a second, but no, it was just, it was amazing. And I mean, I've seen, like I said, I've seen it many times since then. It was actually the first movie I saw in, in descriptive, not at that point, but many years later. I was able to finally watch (laughs) it in descriptive and I loved it even more because I was like, wait, I missed this. I missed that. What the, you know, and I had a lot more vision back then, but I still benefited for the little things that, you know, probably went by. But that's my story from like being introduced to Mary Poppins. I never forgot it. And it was just, it was like she like, like she came into my life, like she did the bank children just to, you know, show me a little bit of You know fun and just help me during that dark time because that time was very difficult and it was just you know she she was amazing
2: and she was amazing you know that's a lot of what the the movie um saving mr banks is about
3: yeah yeah, you know kind
2: um, of the meaning behind all of that and you know you mentioned feed the birds i mean that and how walt enjoyed that richard sherman talks about how um he would sing that
0: mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah he played it like every that. every week and all i would have yeah. to do is like look at him in a certain way and he'd be like okay and like he didn't even have to say anything and then you know oh my gosh i'm sorry i'm gonna start crying but like every you know and that's okay but like after well past like the boys You know, the brothers would go up there, and this was back before doors, you know, they were locked, but I mean, I'm guessing it was before you had to worry about much, and his office was open, they would go up there and just talk and sit, and just, and the last thing they would do before they left the room, um, and close the door was play that song for him.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's things like that, that it's just, like, they're beautiful stories, aren't they? I
0: know, yeah.
2: And, and it's, it, it just, it, it helps people feel, oh, yeah. it helps people feel good.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it does.
2: And so it's, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. Um, and that, that's what we try to talk about. And that's, you know, my experience over since, since 2012, kind of being re mm-hmm. my interest reignited um, and reading more about this and, and learning more about the, the, walt disney the man, the, the mm-hmm. walt disney company the parks yeah. and the acquisitions and we just um this past class on monday we just talked about all the acquisitions like pixar and marvel right, and right. fox mm-hmm. and abc ESPN, and, but awesome.
3: um
2: and especially since teaching this class and making the connections because of this class like guest speakers like uh kimberly bouchard has spoken ron schneider yes. the original Dreamfinder. lou oh, mangelo awesome. we just had ridley pearson who was the <gasps> author of-
0: yeah <laughs> we love yeah, the book know. series we're reading it oh. already, we're going through it now and it's amazing i've read it twice
2: i'm i'm listening i'm in my third time listening to the series on awesome. audiobook now oh, it's so uh it's so
0: like it brings the parks alive for us in a way that we would never be able to
2: experience yes yeah. it does it and does. um you know you w- listen to that or watch that um watch that interview on on YouTube the youtube okay. channel because it's fascinating what he talks about how like he came to writing those books
3: Awesome. and
2: just a fascinating story wow. that um I mean it was an amazing interview and but you know the 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 connections that i've been able to make because of this class mm-hmm. and the then joining all of these groups on social media about Mm. people love disney one thing that has been just incredibly um rewarding to me is hearing stories like the three of us have told today Mm -hmm. and and seeing that or kind of experience that people enjoy other people's company in this context where um, I research, like I said, I research rivalry and outgroup yeah. behavior. I'm used to hearing people say some pretty negative things about their rival teams or outgroups yeah. or things like that. Yeah. You know, it's it's very rewarding to hear people kind of support each other and form these these bonds and these these friendships over, um, excuse me, something like Disney. Whether it's the movies, it's the parks, whatever it may be um it's been fantastic and truly awesome to to experience all of that Um, especially from kind of you know what i research and now seeing seeing this on on the flip side of it it's pretty special
0: oh yeah i mean it's interesting because with me with the parks very quickly i won't make this too long but like when i went i was 12 and it's not that i was growing out of disney like i said far from that it was the fact that I had only known Disney through the movies, through the sing-alongs, um uh-huh. videos, through, you know, books obviously because back then I like I said I had from the time I was born till I was about 10 or 11 I had a full vision for the most part. It just it did start to go, but it was very gradual. So yeah. I had that. So I didn't so I could read print back then. I could draw, I could do, you know, all these things. So, you know, I didn't, I wasn't deprived of that until like a little bit later, but at least I have you know, I memories, which is a good thing because then I can help Becca when we watch one of the Renaissance movies, but it's not descriptive. I can tell Mm -hmm. her, you know, what's going on. Um, but, and I mean, I know you've seen them too, Mia. I'm sorry. I just meant, you know, for but, um, but yeah, but with the park, when I went, I felt very like, I want to be truthful. It's trying to thing I say is I don't want it to sound like I'm bashing the parks. I'm not. Because it's awesome, but for me, it just was very confusing because I had heard about it, um, but I had never like no one. I didn't. I didn't have friends who went. I didn't have um, any family or family members who had you know who had gone. So I had no idea what to expect. So. When we got there, and like Becca said, it was hot. It was, you know, really bright. And for me, I don't really have that much like sensitivity, but I still have to be a little careful. And mm-hmm. I just didn't enjoy myself. Like I just felt overwhelmed. And I'm not trying to sound ungrateful. Like I pray that's not how I'm coming across, because obviously I understood the opportunity. No, definitely not. And it just it just wasn't it wasn't my thing like when I I recently for my birthday this year or I went I was able to go see Wicked in New York which it was amazing the musical was amazing I love it we're both big Wicked fans but being in the city was the same way like I just felt really out of control of my of my surroundings and I just felt really on edge and that I wasn't Knowing what was going to happen next, and it just—that's not a good feeling, especially when you can't see and it, the streets are clogged with people, and that you know—it's just very disconcerting. And it wasn't that I didn't want to yeah. be there; it was just—and I feel bad because Becca loves. And you can t- she can tell you right now how much she loves New York, and I feel oh, horrible, I but I just don't. I am, oh yeah, it's my city. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: But but yeah, I mean, what I don't know how much you've heard of what we've done. Um, you know, before you came on and or anything, but you could definitely hear the passion, you know, in our voices for our girl. And that's what we affectionately call Elena. Um, and we notice, her, you know, it's just an affectionate thing, but you know, like she, you know, it's helped both of us. Cause not since her, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, um, before she came along there was no princess dealing with PTSD. There was no princess yep. dealing with survivor's guilt. There was yeah. none of that. I mean, they were amazing. They still are. I mean, I love them. But there, you know, here's someone who watched her parents die, couldn't do anything about it. They were murdered right in front of her. Then she has to raise her 10-year-old sister. Isa's now like almost 13, and you know, and she. I mean, she loves her. She's they're very close, but she didn't ask for that. She didn't ask to be where she is at this moment and i mean she's you know i'll probably you know characterize her grateful but you know what i mean it's just yeah. you know and there's a whole episode that deals with her ptsd and then it keeps going obviously and i was glad they didn't just just stop and yeah they're they know this right they're doing an amazing job with that and the first time we saw race for the round look like, we both cried because i was like yes you are getting it right this is exactly what it's like to have a flashback yeah. exactly what it's like to disassociate for a few minutes you know like when you when that happens and it was just like this they did or are doing because you know they're still doing it is they're doing an amazing job and it's just it yeah it's just we're just so grateful because we have nobody else in our lives that really understands and yeah she's fictional but i mean the writers are real the people behind it, you know are real so they know what this is like and you know, I have no family support with this. Like, Becca at least has her dad, who's an amazing person, but mine doesn't, thinks I need to get over trauma. Mine thinks that I shouldn't, that it's, I'm the one that controls all this, which I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. And yeah. it's just, you know, it yes, it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately, you know, it is. And and it's not just him. A lot of people don't understand about medical PTSD. Medical professionals who really should understand about it and take a class on it or at least get, you know, trained in sensitivity towards people like us don't. And then they wonder why we don't go when we have to, why we avoid as long as we can, and why we get triggered or have panic attacks when we're there. Because we, excuse my language, and it's not going to be anything really horrible, but we've been through hell. And, you know, it's just, it to see... Craig create this amazing young woman who, yes, her situation's different obviously, but at the same time through Elena's journey through PTSD and her, you know, her battle and obviously her triumph, you know, in time, hopefully, you know, he's saying, we see you. Like we Mm -hmm. see it. And that, that's what, that's why we love her so much. That is why we do what we do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's great to have those, characters or whatever it may be that we identify with that we're you know it it helps just like just like you just said it it helps people um with different situations and there are different things that we identify one one reason i identify with figment so much and Mm -hmm. with the dream finder is it's very um they're it's all about imagination oh yeah and you know i i I tell I tell our boys never lose your imagination because imagination is so fun that um, and if if you lose it, then that's, you know, that that's a a sad thing in many ways to to have to deal with. And it's. uh, As we what I've seen and what we've talked about is as we move. Kind of forward or as society moves forward. Uh-huh. Um, and progresses one step at a time, then we there are things that are um, that companies are starting to do like the Walt Disney Company starting to do to to embrace more people yeah. and bring more people into the fold because
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's, it's an entertainment company, yes, but it is something that so many people identify that um, it does serve a very important place in people's lives. And so it's it's great that, you know, it's great that you two identify so much um, with Elena and it, you know, the different identification points that everyone has. Um, it's just it's it's really cool to me to hear all of these stories and to, to hear the students talk about it in class and be able to talk about it in mm-hmm. the class in a setting that um is safe it's safe yes you you have you have students that i i make sure to tell them look this is a place to be a fan if you if you want to show your fandom show your fandom if you want to we're going to talk about all of this stuff We're you know we talk we Mm -hmm. spend time talking about the parks and i said we just talked about acquisitions next week we're actually debating over who's the best um, mcu character because most of the Students in the class <laughs> are fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so that's um, what that
0: stands for. I, that's, you can tell
2: yeah, that, that's don't what we're going to debate And so, you know, it's just it is really cool to have all of these connection points that we can uh, that bring people together and and help people in so many ways. That oh yeah, very- yeah.
0: So, what is the book? If I were to ask you, what is the most factual and at the same time, obviously, you know, engaging book about Walt that you could recommend to us to either look up on Bookshare, which is a legal site to download books where for people who can't see or have other reading challenges or audible, what would it be? Cause I'm very, cause I wanna read one, but I'm so afraid that it's gonna me be misinformation because so many other people have written about him and we don't know what, I mean, we know some facts that are true, but some people just, had different relationships with him or some people just had different experiences. you know, like what would be the best one?
2: Well, so I, I don't know if I could tell you which would be the, the best one and be kind of the authority on that. But um, mm-hmm. one that I have really enjoyed um, and I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up okay. now to see um, let me see if I can find it on online. Um, there we go my app is taking a while you're to, good. Take to download your time.
0: technology can be a bear you're good
2: um wow. so the book disney war is really interesting mm-hmm. um it, it's kind of a it's about the michael right. heisner era. Mm-hmm. um and there are you know uh, like if you've listened to bob Iger's book um mm-hmm. there there were some um at least kind of expressed inaccuracies in that book um mm-hmm. according to um this latest version but there's a book that I really liked by Neil Gabler called Walt Disney, The oh. Triumph of the American Imagination.
3: Okay.
2: Um and it, it, it went through his life. Right.
0: Okay. Um
2: and there there's an abridged version that you can listen to. Um and then there's an unabridged version. I just want the whole I want the whole thing. Um, I don't
0: do abridge unless I have
2: to. Yeah, uh, and and I I actually at at first listened to the abridged version and, and the, the unabridged version is, is you know you leave out so much with the abridged version mm-hmm. that I, I didn't, didn't anticipate when I first listened to it um, yeah. but yeah I, that that's something I, I, that I've found really interesting um, mm-hmm. about the about the man himself and awesome. how he built awesome. the company and the struggles mm-hmm. and everything
0: yeah I mean we we write too we're both authors actually
2: yeah oh, okay
0: Mm-hmm. So i mean about not not like, we write we we've i'm working on a book she becca has one out already
1: yeah
2: oh about what
1: um it's a um dystopian fantasy uh okay. it's called lightning proof um, okay and it's a it's an own voice book which means um one of the characters is visually impaired like myself okay um so and it's about two best friends uh, trying to save their
0: people from an evil oh,
2: okay. queen. So. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. Yeah.
0: And that then I found my nice. niche um, in middle grade, like, I'm trying my hand at that because I find that's where I want to write, that's where I want, because the upper, like, 11 to 12, 13, like, that's what, I, that's what I find joy in writing because trying, going back to that Age, like it. I mean, like you know, as you're writing it and thinking, how what was I like? I mean, all the medical stuff aside, I'm talking about like my personality, what I did. You know, it's kind of fun to kind of think, okay, this is how I was. How's my character gonna not emulate everything, but a little bit of that, and then see where where it can you know take me. So
3: yeah.
0: And what's interesting is I'm actually um, writing a book that will raise awareness about medical PTSD within within that story. It's called The Memory Shelter. Okay so um, um but but right.
2: yeah jotting so, that down too
0: oh aw, awesome but yeah and then i'm also um working on a new on a clean new adult i don't even know if that's really what you call it but it's one without a lot of language and you know just pretty fairly you know called hope of the children
3: okay that's yeah.
0: about a child life specialist named jasmine martinez and pretty much the lives she touches through her work
2: yeah
0: so that
2: sounds good Yeah, that's awesome.
0: But I want to tell you before we conclude that I, your sons are very blessed to have you
2: because. Oh well, thank you.
0: Because all I heard throughout when I was like thirteen up is like you have to lose your imagination. You can't be like this anymore. This isn't how normal kids your age, what they're into. It's not what you do. You're only going to isolate yourself. All that stuff, and I'm like, really. That, I mean, obviously well, now I know it's not true, but you know, and I never really even stopped, give or take. But you know, that, that does leave a mark on you.
2: And you know, uh, thank you for saying that. And I, I, you know, it's just my my philosophy with with life, with teaching, and, and everything is you just you have as much fun as you can. Oh yeah. That, yeah. And I mean reasonable fun, obviously. Oh, but you yes. you, yeah, you yeah. allow yourself to enjoy things and when mm-hmm. you enjoy things, it's just everything you do is impacted by that. Oh
0: yeah.
2: And so yeah. um that that yeah, thank you for saying that. that. That means a lot to me. Um that's I I hope they I hope that's a that's a lesson that they kind of take with them um that I that I've taught them. Yeah, you know, you just all of this kind of mm-hmm. goes into your life in general and you should have fun with it. And, um, I mean, I, I have had an immense amount of fun, um, throughout life. This is my, uh, going on my ninth year at the university of Memphis. This is the third year that I've taught, uh, this Disney class. Um, I thoroughly enjoy, um, what I write about. I thoroughly enjoy mm-hmm researching and trying to ask questions and then look for different um, interpretations Mm -hmm. and talking to people. And I I just, I get to do what I, you know, exactly, or I get to do what I want to do on a daily basis. Yeah. And so um, it's, Mm -hmm. I consider myself extremely lucky for that. Um, Oh, yeah. And if, um, you know, we are, I, I am trying to work on having this class be available for people outside of the University of Memphis as well. And hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the fall, we can start offering this as maybe like a continuing education mm-hmm. class or something in, in one of those types of formats. Um, and, and it's because it is, anyone I talk to, they're they're just really interested in it. Oh, and, yeah. And... Um, you know it it would be incredible to hear other people's stories and to to share the little bit that i know about it because of my fandom and to to kind of gain all of this knowledge from other people from from the from reading and the consumption that they've done and everything Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: oh yeah no my dream job definitely is to do i want to be a voiceover actress for Disney. I've always wanted to do that. Like since I was 13 or 14, I always just that was something that I that just my heart really just wanted to do because I saw with these characters different people. Heck, you know, what they did for me with the different people that I knew. And yes, animation is a big part of that, but I I was always even when I did have a more than acceptable vision, I still cared about the story more than what I was looking at. I still cared more about the character's journey and the music more than what I was seeing on screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So. And yeah, that's fantastic. And
1: oh, yeah. I'm doing my dream job. Being an well, author is, I'm doing my dream job of being an author.
2: Yeah, and um, it's, it's awesome when you get to do that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I feel so blessed to be able to, you know, my job being to, to sit down the computer and write, you know, in this other world for a few hours, you know, and characters and, you know, I put a little bit of myself in each one of my characters and, it, you know, and I just, I want, you know, people to enjoy what I write and to, you know, take something away from it and, you know, hopefully my stories will help help them in some way. Oh, yeah.
0: they already helped me. I love them. But Aww. before we go, I want to share a little piece of a nugget of wisdom that I have in my book and with you and hope I, you know, you'll take something away from it or, you know, it won't come out sounding too weird, but there's, um, basically I'm obviously using the book to help people. I want to write, you know, a story, but what I've also gathered is I'm trying to help people in general, not just parents, people in general, to be able to talk to kids or respect them, to be able to really talk to them as if, you know, they really do understand what you're saying. And I know they do, but there was just something that I just felt like I had wanted to share with you. So in the book, um, Jazz, you know, she refrains from saying, I'm proud of you all the time. Like she says it once in a great while, and with certain age kids, like one, two, you can get away with, you know, they, they understand, but you can get away with that. Like they don't, but with older kids, what she does and including her sister isabel who's like eight in the book she grows you know with every book i write but what she does instead, said is she still says that but look like what she does instead for the most part is she says i love watching you fix toys for these other for mm-hmm. these kids i love listening to you sing i love listening to you play the piano i love watching you use your gifts to help other people And what, what happens then is that, you know, whoever, you know, I'm writing this or whatever, you know, they feel the pressure comes off to be able to do that again and again. So if they do fail or they do make a mistake, they don't feel the need that they've let someone down. Like they know that that person loves watching, listening, whatever, you know, whatever you want to put in there, you know, them just being themselves. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know. I, I mean, I hope I didn't offend you because that's not what I was trying to do. I was just trying. No, no, to
2: no, no, no. That's great. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Because
0: I know um, a good friend of mine who writes a blog that I've been reading for the past like ten years, almost, um, is writes all about that, and she wrote, she wrote an article about a sports team, and this will be a regular alley actually, and then we will conclude, I promise, um, that the, the teammates, you know, were asked what, if their parents would tell them anything after they were done, you know, practicing or even a game, what would they want to hear? And even more than pointers, even more than, you know, encourage, um, you know, trying to give them advice, all they wanted to hear was, I would, I love to watch you play
2: yeah yeah that's so cool uh and you know like you're you you want to make sure they have fun they know that you're there to support them and they you know
0: oh yeah yeah. and And and, i mean it is you're great it is
2: fun to be able to watch and oh yeah uh, be able to see what they're doing you know like um our boys are they they love the disney songs they love the the music from the cats musical like they're it's so fun to watch um them them put on their performance and everything it's it's a lot of fun thanks yeah thanks for that
0: oh yeah but we want to thank you for being on and there's anything last minute that you want to say or anything you want to plug or anything like that definitely feel free to do it i mean like your youtube channel where people can watch your awesome classes and
2: yes so i think let me the The YouTube channel is um, if you search for uh, um, let me get there. If you search for Cody Havard
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think, PhD, right? Uh, because I, I I needed to use a name so my students would know where to yeah. where to find me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cody T Havard PhD. Then yeah. um, that channel gets you to a whole bunch of like we do. It has the class lectures, mm-hmm. so there's a playlist on there. Class lectures—that's where all the Disney stuff is. But then, awesome. um, because I research rivalry, there's also yeah. uh, the commentaries that we have mm-hmm. about rivalries. There's different. Um, my students do podcasts about upcoming rivalries and what kind of what rivalry means, and we um, we actually we have comic books for younger readers to. Mm-hmm to make, try to make sense of what rivalry means and try
3: to
2: impart the lesson that you shouldn't treat people differently just because of a team that they belong to. And if kids can understand that and take it outside of the sports setting, they're, you know, they can do amazing things as far as what they, they shouldn't treat people differently based on, you know, appearance or things like that. Um, and we, uh, and then, and we also have, so we have the those movies on there that are mm-hmm. all available actually on our website as well, sportrivalry.com. That mm-hmm. um, that has some historical comics, has the comics of the they're called Adventures with Sport Rivalry Man
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, that are about the you know the stories I just described. Yeah. We have a curriculum on there to to help teachers and instructors talk mm-hmm. to kids about this. We're actually. Um, we have a, a group of students who are going to go out and they're going to be doing that with various groups this semester to, to try to teach from that curriculum to, to some of these younger readers. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's again, it's Cody T. Haver, Ph.D. Okay. Um, search for that. And um, you'll see a whole bunch of those playlists on there oh, yeah. and the, the Disney playlists are mm-hmm. in, under the class lectures.
0: Awesome. Or the Disney
2: videos are under the class lectures playlist.
0: Thank you so much for gifting awesome. us with your time, Cody. Yes, we really thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. Out thank with you. And,
0: for oh yeah, and like we, like I, you know, feel free to share, you know, our podcast with your students, whoever you think could benefit. That's what we want to, you know, we want to help people and you know share the love of Disney. So feel free to do that.
2: Yeah, the, and it yeah. it will be my my syllabus for the Disney classes constantly growing of different resources to check out so this will this will be going on there um and i'll i'll be mentioning it in class also awesome,
0: so. awesome. thank,
2: thank you, you so much have a good day thank you so much.
0: Thank you, you too bye bye, bye. bye.